Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Today on the Flyover Conservative Podcast, we have a follow-up on a guest that we had a while back. And, you know, we, we cover a lot of interesting topics, doing a lot of interesting things. But every once in a while, you have one that actually you meet somebody whose life is dedicated to saving lives. We have tools and things that are going to help you or want to get a pen ready. Be ready to take down some notes because there's some really valuable information coming at you. We've always had this question, which is more dangerous? Uh, uh, diseases, germs, things that, that send you to a hospital, or the protocols that take place once you're at a hospital. Yeah. And that's a sincere question I probably wouldn't have had uh, two, three years ago, but we definitely have it now. And uh, it's a very valid concern. So we have Greta Crawford from Protocol Kills with us today. Yay! Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so Greta, this is, you're back on the show. It's been almost a year ago. So for the Flyover family that, that don't remember, can you share just a little bit of your story? What happened to you in the hospital, you know, a, a year ago? Yeah, I went into the hospital with COVID. Um, I was having um, trouble breathing. I was at 66% oxygen. I tried to stay away from the hospital, but when your oxygen's that low, you, you need something or you're not mm -hmm. going to make it. And um, I ended up uh, receiving um, remdesivir and baricitinib and um, those those poisons is what I call them, um, nearly killed me. And um, But I didn't know at the time. I, I was unaware of what they were giving me. Um, I knew enough about the ventilator and the vaccine to stay away from that. So that was a fight daily with my doctor. Um, mm -hmm. But once I got out, I realized that I was poisoned and um, poisoned intentionally. And um, with incentives uh, from the government to, to pay for these protocols. And so once I realized that, I decided to create a website called protocolkills.com to get the message out. I was just trying to warn other people. Um, in that process, I met Laura Bartlett. Um, she was uh, aware of how to help people with uh, knowledge of her right, your, your patient rights, mm -hmm. um, you know, things that, that people can do to actually go in prepared. Um, and since then, uh, she's created a hospital hostage hotline to help people who are trapped in the, the situation. She can help them negotiate um, their loved ones out of the hospital. And uh, she's also brought forth so much information that we all need that um, this information has, has been there. It's just been hidden from us like so many other things. Yep. And so we want people to know their, their rights as patients. And we want them to know the, what the hospitals are doing as far as tactics when it re regards COVID. A lot of people think COVID's over. Um, on the outside, yes, maybe so. But when you go into a hospital, the first thing they're going to do is test you, um, maybe multiple times, until they get a positive, And then it's back to the COVID protocol. So um, people need to understand that this is not just about COVID. It's not just about one particular drug either, because they're willing to sacrifice, you know, $3,000 for remdesivir to get a, you know, $200,000 payoff of a COVID death. So it's very serious. Um, and we want people to understand that, but we want people to be empowered because sure. uh, you may need to go to a hospital. You may have an emergency where you're, you're in a, a wreck or you have an, you know, appendicitis or something like that. And you may need to go. Just be prepared with this knowledge of your rights and the documentation in writing, because uh, unfortunately, uh, somebody's word no matter uh, no longer matters. And um, just just be prepared. That's what we're asking you. And uh, if you I'm find just sitting here, Greta, thinking. I mean, literally, as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking: Are people still dealing with this? Are people mm -hmm. actually still going into a hospital? And this is an issue still today. I mean, we are three years after this whole, you know, issue of COVID. And there's still people going to the hospital and this is still a problem. 
Yes, very much so. Um, and uh, Laura is on the phone daily, day and night. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on there with her trying to, to help her send documents and things like that. Um, and that's what's important to have. People, people think, well, I don't have COVID. I'm not sick. An accident can happen at any time. So print out these documents now for everyone in your family. Have them notarized and signed, ready to go. Have copies. Have 10 copies. You know, put put one in your car. Um, be prepared because you never know when an accident will happen. And know that once you cross that threshold of the hospital, these are not the same hospitals of the past. Um, they, they're completely different dynamics. Um, and, and you have to use discernment from God to, to find out, am I getting treated for the reason I went in for, or am I getting treated for an agenda and a payout, um, mm. on, upon my death? Good. And, let me, and those let me, are the things me, you have to take. In. Uh-huh. Let me jump yeah. in with a question with your quick, cause people are watching. They're like, you know, how could this be? Because. I know people in the medical field. We have family member. I get my, my cousin is a thing that there's no way that they would ever be intentionally hurting. And every person that goes in, you know, every doctor comes out, Hippocratic oath above all else. And all means all above all else. I'm going to do no harm. Right. You know? And so they, they have that. Um, so some of this watching, they're thinking there's just, there's no way that it's an, it's an intentional. Is it, is it, um, did they get in the minds of everybody in the whole process or is it just you mindlessly follow procedure and, and people are just following orders? We've seen terrible things happen throughout history when you get large numbers of people to just follow orders. Is is that kind of the case? And and and, and who's the they in this? We say they are still doing it. Who is the they in this process? Well, everyone wants to, to, to say, you know, it's pharma, it's hospitals, it's this, it's that. Um, it, it's truly, in my opinion, um, government backed, uh, as far as the Medicaid and Medicare and insurance. Um, mm-hmm. they are the, you have to follow the money. And so that's where the money's coming from. And, um, you know, that's, that's where I see it all coming back from. And then fear. Fear is a big factor. Um, doctors and nurses are so afraid of losing their job that they're willing to do anything. Anything, meaning they're willing to inject themselves with poison. They're willing to uh, murder. So, you know, yeah, it's a combination of those things. It's it's brainwashing. It's fear. It's mm. everything. Um, but a, a lot there's there's a lot of good doctors um, and there's a lot of good nurses. There's good and evil in everything. So sure. you just have to have that discernment to know who is going to help me and who is going to hurt me. And, and that's really what, what, you, what it comes down to. And knowing how to, uh, knowing your rights so you can uh, find that, so you can mm-hmm. see that discernment. You know, are these people going to respect my wishes or are they trying to kill me? You know? And, and you um, gave a stat earlier. Can you tell us, I mean, you said there, it was a high number of people that are still dying in hospitals today. Do you have that number? Yeah, it's, it's around 500 to 900 a day dying from COVID in the hospitals. So don't think that this is over with. I mean, it's not. That's that's a false sense of security. And and with that, they're able to get more people in there and, and do what they need to do as far as making money. So you keep talking about these documents. If people go to protocolkills.com, that's the website, or the website is also, you could go to ourpatientrights.com. They go both go right. to the same website. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk us through this website. It says forms that can save your life. Let's click on that mm-hmm. first and then tell us about these forms. Okay. These forms are really important. First, you you have your medical power of attorney. And what I want to say to that is don't just say, um, okay, well, I'm really close to my sister. We get along great. 
She's going to be my medical power of attorney. Okay. If she doesn't know the information that's on this page or what's going on in the hospitals, she's not going to be able to make those decisions that uh, she would on your behalf as if she was standing in your shoes. Okay. You want somebody that is just as informed as you are to be your medical power of attorney. And then we have doctor's directives. And on this, there is a list of of items that you can, you know, initial and say, I do not consent to remdesivir. I do not consent to baricitinib or the jab or even the flu vaccine. There's a whole list of things on there. Um, But this documentation is really important and unlike any other, because it, uh, it, it says two specific things on there. One, it lets the doctor know that there are consequences. Um, these doctors uh, have stayed because of fear of losing job, their job. Mm-hmm. Well, this documentation says that if you don't adhere to these rights, if you blatantly dis- disregard these patient rights, we will report you to the medical board. And that is a significant thing because mm-hmm. they will be investigated. Um, at minimum, they'll have a, a mark on their record forever. And at the most, they could lose their license. So, you know, yeah, this is a serious thing. If they're not Mm -hmm. willing to step up and do what their oath was to, you know, do no harm, then Mm -hmm. we have to step up and let them know there are consequences to that. And then another thing is the um, religious and spiritual rights. Um, We have in there that these uh, these are our beliefs that we do not want this and religiously and spiritually. So if they disregard this, they're disregarding patient rights and constitutional rights. So it, it okay. covers it on both bases. Um, and then the final is the ethics committee uh, consult. When your doctor is refusing to communicate with you, which we've seen in a lot of um, cases, they just don't want to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. We're just going to take care of you. Um, that is not informed consent. Informed consent is knowing the risks, benefits, and alternatives to every medication that is given to you. And then the doctors have to reiterate that you understand this information. Not only that, you can ask the success rate of any treatment or, or drug that he's he's putting out or she is putting out there. Um, so that is informed mm-hmm. consent. And if they're refusing to do that, then you need to call an ethics committee meeting where these people um, will gather and have more eyes on it. And they'll come up with an actual care plan of how to get you out of the hospital or to another hospital if need be. Now, so for, what if, is- for, for people that are on Podbean or listening on the radio and stuff, you can't see what's on the screen. When you go to protocolkills.com, they have sections for all these documents. They're very easy to find at the very top. There's a big red button that says, you know, forms that'll save your life, basically. Uh, you go to it. There's two sections. One, I am the patient. T- second section. There's actually multiple. I, uh, multiple. I am the legal surrogate. So it's it's. I am the medical power of attorney. So whatever your role is. Mm-hmm. Um. So say a scenario. You have a you have a, a grown child that's going to have their appendix removed or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know. You think well, that's not a scenario. We're probably going to end up you know losing your life to COVID. Um, mm-hmm. Entering into that situation, you would want to work these things out in advance because just because you're right. the parent doesn't necessarily mean you would have the rights to speak on their behalf. Is that correct? Right. Is that what you're saying? Yes. If they're an an adult child or or, um, something like that, then what you would do is first you would have the patient information filled out because the patient is cognitive and able to make their own decisions. And then you would back it up with that medical power of attorney of whoever it is that you choose to speak on your behalf in case something went wrong and you couldn't make decisions. So you would want um, that first block of of paperwork and that third block of paperwork. What's Um, the difference between I am a surrogate and I am the medical power of attorney? 
So a surrogate is basically whatever the, the state decides. Um, if you don't have a medical power of attorney, which is a legal binding document that says this person will make the decisions on behalf of this person if incapacitated, then you have the legal surrogate where if an emergency happened and there was no documentation, you automatically by law are, are the guardian of this person and the decision maker for this person. And so that's what a surrogate is. And that's, there, there is a, a distinction in that too. And, and the hospitals will, will see that. And mm-hmm. something else I'd like to say is the way the delivery method. Um, a lot of the situations we've had, people have said, well, I had my medical power of attorney. I had my directives and the doctor wouldn't take them. He just refused him. And at that point is that that's when you say, because we have directions in here on how to deliver these. That's when you tell your doctor, that's all right. I've already certified mailed this uh, documentation to the hospital, care of the CEO, care of the CNO. And it has been signed for. I've also courier delivered it upon uh, signature when it's arrived too. So this information is already at the hospital and it's already with your superiors. So if you reject it now, it will come back on you. And I guarantee you that doctor will take that paperwork once he knows it's already been delivered and already signed for within the hospital. Okay. So where are those directions on how to uh, work with the paperwork? How would somebody know that? When you click on the forms, there is uh, instructions before every um, form that you have to fill out. So it tells you exactly what to do within each form. So let's say that um, I let's say that uh, I am a I have the power of attorney. I'm medical power of attorney for David. Um, Mm -hmm. You're saying at what point would I send that into the hospital? Well, um, it depends on if David is able to make his own decisions or not. Um, if he is able to make his own decisions, then they're, they're not going to, to listen to you as medical power of attorney. So, but for me, I would send both in. I would send, you know, his, pa- his uh, as a patient, okay. where his directives are saying, this is what I want, this is what I don't want. And in case something happens unexpectedly in the middle of the night, they also have your medical power of attorney there. So it automatically transfers over to you. They can't make okay. any decisions on his behalf because they have your information there. What if there's something less planned? You know, I'm working on a project here. and I cut my thumb with a saw. Okay. We're running. I need stitches. When you get this thing, we're going to the ER. What do you do in that moment? In that moment, that's why I say have those documents ready. You have them with you, and that's the first thing you hand over. Um, they want you to sign their paperwork. Um, what I what we've heard people say is, well, you know, just one uh, phone call I had last night. They were handing over the documents to them and said, this is our wishes. This is our, our directives. And they handed the information um, from the hospital to sign. And they said, well, I'll sign it. You know, you, you tend to my loved one, but right now I'm going to read it before I sign anything. Don't sign anything that they put in front of you. Matter of fact, this lady got a blank piece of paper with a, si- a signature line at the bottom. What? And they told her, yeah, she gave it back to him and she said, no, you have to sign this. And the lady was cognitive enough to say, no, you show me what you were going to put on this blank right. right, and I will read it and then I will decide whether I want to sign, sign it or not. And I, I was just taking it That's, back that she got a yeah. blank piece of paper. I cannot sign. believe that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if somebody yeah. finds themselves in an emergency and they don't know what to do, uh, they can actually get a hold of, there is a free patient advocate they can call, 888-C19-3637. And what will they get? It's 24-7. What will they find on the other line, on the other side of the line? Well, first, um, you're, you're going to uh, give your information to the, the system because we have to vet everyone. We have to make sure that, you know, these aren't calls just, you know, trying to waste our time or, sure. you know, the enemy trying to attack. And once you get the information, you will get a call back immediately once everything is, is cleared and we know that you're a real patient in need of help. 
And uh, you, the first person you'll talk to is Laura. Um, she'll find out the situation. She'll find out, um, you know, the questions that you need to ask if you have the paperwork and how to get the paperwork. Um, and, and through the whole process, that's the thing. People have asked us, well, can you just um, print out a step of procedures that we need to follow? No, we can't do that. Every person's different. Every health situation's different. Every sure. doctor's different. Sure. Every hospital's different. It is a, a situation unique to each person. And when you're in that situation, even if you've read all this information, you think I'm ready to go. Once you get in that situation, it is so stressful that sometimes you can't even think clearly. And so it's nice to have somebody to to talk to and somebody to calm you down and somebody with experience who's done this many times and can can help you through that situation. Mm -hmm. It's just it's very comforting and relieving to have that um, person on the other end of the line. Yeah, yeah, this is, is, this is a boat that's best built before it's raining. Yep. You guys can go to protocolkills.com. Go there today. Go there. Get the forms. Get these things uh, rolling. Read through it. There's so much information on this site that can educate you before you're in a crisis, before you're in a challenge. This is definitely something you want to share with people that you know. Put it in your Facebook groups, Telegram groups. Put this information out there so that people know where to go to be able to uh Protect themselves. Protect themselves yep. from a system that may not be in their best interest. Greta, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your guys' work. Yes. Thank you for, for taking something that's been a hard thing for you and a challenge mm-hmm. you've got through and turning it to good to help so many people. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much for having us. And I just wanted to, to let it may be known that this is free. Uh, and also it is national. So anyone can call. Don't feel like you're pressured to do anything. You have nothing to lose uh, and everything to gain, really. Awesome. Thank you so much, Greta. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The MyPillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. MyPillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My Pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My Pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.